Absolutely, we do give you glory for that, and we thank you for it. And now we thank you for the privilege to be into your word and to hear from your word. And I'm thanking you, Lord, for divine utterance to minister exactly what these precious ones need to hear. And we are declaring that we are growing in this church from glory to glory in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, you may be seated. Be. (laughs) Be seated. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Well, thank you all for coming out tonight. I know what... It's been a busy weekend for a lot of people. Lots of things are going on, but you're here and we're delighted that you are here and we're going to preach to you the word of God. Amen. Well, I was praying this week and um, about what I should be ministering on. And sometimes the Lord gives me a a series. And so I'm going to start tonight. It'll probably be three weeks that we're going to be teaching on the name of Jesus. Don't you love his name? In the name of Jesus, every yoke is destroyed. There is power. I love that song, Pastor Tom saying. There is power in the name of Jesus. So when I was thinking about what we would cover in this series, this phrase just came up to me. His name is dot, dot, dot. Tonight, it's going to be wonderful. His name is wonderful. Next week, we'll probably cover his name is victory. And then on April, uh, that would be the 29th, I guess, the 29th, we're going to have a healing service and we're going to preach on his name is healing. So write that down right now and start inviting people. We always have the healing power of God present in our services. That, but that particular Sunday night, we will be laying hands on the sick and expecting full recovery in his name. Amen. So when we start thinking about a name, the name of Jesus, but just anybody's name. I know some of you may be into looking up what your name means. Has anybody ever done that? Say, oh, I'm kind of curious. What does my name mean? So I remember when Pastor Mark and I actually were just dating way, 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 way back. And I thought, this is interesting. I'm going to look up what Mark means. And in this one particular commentary place, I found that Mark meant warrior. That's pretty good. Got any other Marks in the house? You're a warrior for God. And then somebody had given me a little plaque that said that Brenda meant fiery one. So I thought, well, I hope this is good because this could be a combustible relationship. If we got a warrior and we got a fiery one. But I will just say this, that it has turned out great. It has been a a pretty fiery relationship, (laughs) but in a good way. Because we ignite and we spark each other. And that's a good thing to have people around you that will provoke you to be the best person that you will can be. That will draw things out of you, your giftings and your callings. And that will just ignite you with passion and with fire. And that's what Pastor Mark has done for me. And I know that I have done that for him as well. So tonight I just want to remind us... What Jesus' name means and how awesome his name is. This passage of scripture that I want to start with in Isaiah chapter 9, it's not just a passage that we read at Christmas time. 
Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 in the Amplified says this. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called. Now just read this with me together. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father of Eternity. And the Prince of Peace. Doesn't that just bless you? This is just some of the things that his name means. But his name is called Counselor. Have you ever had any questions in your life? Have you ever needed any answers? Well, you can find those answers in Jesus. You can find those answers in the Holy Spirit. He is our Counselor. Amen. And then it says, Mighty God. Aren't you glad that we don't serve a wimpy God? We serve a mighty God, the most high God, the creator of all things. You can't get any higher. You can't get any greater. You can't get any mightier than our God. And guess what? He's in us. If we know him and we're in him, we're hooked up with the most high God. And then I like that it calls him the prince of peace. Jesus is not the author of confusion. He is not the one that brings torment, that brings depression, that brings anxiety. The Bible tells us he's the prince of peace. And when thoughts come that would torment our minds or thoughts come that are anti-peace, we ought to just sometimes just lay your hands right here on your head and say, oh no, I'm not taking that thought. It is not peace. It's not good. It's not lovely. I'm not thinking on that. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace. To my mind. When the storms of life come. And they do. They come to all of us. But we can do what Jesus did. When they were out on the sea. And the storm and the winds and waves arose. What did he say? Peace be still. So when all sorts of things are going on in our lives. Just remember you have the Prince of Peace. On the inside of you. And just like he spoke to that storm, that natural storm, in his name, we can speak peace to the things that are raging around us. Amen. I'm thankful for that, aren't you? But I want to spend most of our time tonight talking about that his name is wonderful. 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 There is no other name like the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I just looked up the word wonderful. This is great. It said it means marvelous. It's astounding. And then I looked up the synonyms. And they're amazing, awesome, wondrous, miraculous. When was the last time that you saw something and it just astounded you and you just stood back and said, whoa, that is awesome. It was so beautiful that it just took your breath away. What about a gorgeous sunset 
We like from time to time to go down to Monterey. And I remember the last time we were down there, we were driving toward that 17-mile drive down there, and the sun started going down over the ocean. And you just gasp sometimes at God's creation. And you say, it's awesome. It's marvelous. It's astonishing what our God has created for us. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 19 verse 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. If you just start thinking sometimes that that God isn't all that or that God doesn't love you, just go out and look at the beautiful sky. Maybe not tonight, it's raining, but on a clear, beautiful night, particularly if you get out of the city and you just look up and you see the stars or you see an awesome sunset or I just love to go to the ocean. Thus, this very earth declares the glory and the wonder of our God. And as I was thinking about it, if we can just be in awe of what our God has created, how much more should we be amazed at the wonder of our Lord Jesus Christ? Lift your hands with me and just say this. Jesus, you are wonderful. Hallelujah. He is wonderful. All that we are, all that we have, all that we will ever be is through the power and the authority in his precious name. And pastor, this morning, if you weren't here, you should get that message. But he's talking a lot about reverence. We need to reverence and honor the name above all names. We shouldn't take it lightly. When we speak his precious, wonderful name, it ought to be with love, with honor, with respect. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 is an interesting passage. It says this, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do. You all might remember back in the day they had these little bracelets. I know Mish probably remembers that. What would Jesus do? Just to remind us that whatever we do, we need to remember Jesus is doing it with us. And what would Jesus do in that situation? But this says, whatever you do, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you can pick up a joint and smoke it and say, I'm going to smoke this in the name of Jesus? I don't think so. Do you think you can cheat and steal in the name of Jesus? See something laying there and you know it's not yours. You know it belongs to someone else, but say, well, sorry. They left that here, so it's mine now. I'm going to just pick this up and claim it in the name of Jesus. No, you can't steal in the name of Jesus. How about this one? Do you think you can gossip? And even though you're not sure that it's true, but you can share it in the name of Jesus? 
I know I'm looking at some folks in here. Some of you youngins won't remember this, but how many of you remember that show, Hee Haw? Oh, good. I get a few witnesses. I liked that show. It's so corny. But uh, listen, one of the songs, they had a little scene that they did with these ladies. They would usually be out hanging up laundry or something, and they would sing this song. We're not ones to go around spreading rumors. We're really not the gossipy kind. Never, You'll never hear one of us repeating gossip. But then they'd say, so you better be sure and listen close. The first time. <laughs> you can't gossip and tell things that are not true in the name of Jesus. How about this one? Can you cuss in Jesus' name? A lot of people take his name in vain. That's not giving honor and glory to him. Can you talk doubt, fear, and unbelief? Speak against the word of God in the name of Jesus? Absolutely not. Brother Hagin used to say this. I'd rather cuss than say the Bible ain't so. I'm not advocating cussing, but I'm sure not advocating speaking against what the Bible says. If Jesus has provided it for us, then it's not honoring his name to say, well, I don't think Jesus really meant what he said. I don't think Jesus really meant that we were healed. I don't think he really meant that he'd meet all of our needs. That's not honoring his wonderful name. God has highly exalted him and so should we. How many of you want to exalt Jesus in your life? He was, he is, and he will forever be the spotless, sinless son of the living God. The one who purchased our redemption. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 out of the Amplified, it says this. There is salvation in and through no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved jesus is not one of many gods or one of many ways to get into heaven jesus said i am the way this is not there's not multiple choices it's not this philosophy well all roads lead to heaven it does matter what we believe some people say it doesn't matter what god you believe in because as long as you're sincere God knows your heart and he'll just see to it that you make it to heaven. Well, let me just clarify that for you. That is bunk and baloney. Jesus said, there's only one way and I am him. He said, there's only one door. You can't get into heaven through any other name than the wonderful name of Jesus. Buddha didn't die for you. 
Anybody else that people say are a good religion, they didn't die for us. It took the precious, spotless sacrifice of Jesus. Only his blood could wash away our sins. Only his name gives us entrance into the holy of holies. No other name. We come boldly to the throne room of grace. How? Through the name of Jesus. We draw near by the name of Jesus. Because we're washed in his precious blood. Unfortunately, too many people have bought into this lie of being, well, we have to be open-minded. And so open-minded that all of their brains have fallen out. (laughs) So politically correct that it's crept into the church. We love people and we're not going to be unkind, but we are not going to compromise the B-I-B-L-E. If people come to you and say, well, you know, I'm of a different religion. I'm of this or that, but I still believe that I can get to heaven in the most love that you can show them John three sixteen. show them this verse. I just read to you in Acts chapter four, that there is no other name whereby we must be saved. It's his name, Jesus name, Jesus, Jesus Jesus. I know I got some more people in here with me on this. Anybody ever remember that old chorus? Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. You know what the rest of it says? Master, Savior. Hallelujah. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, let all heaven proclaim. And this part says, kings and kingdoms may all pass away. They may and they will. That's why we can't put our hope, our faith and our trust in a man, in a government. I like how the Lord spoke to Billy Brim and said, there is no political party. There is no man that can save America. The only thing that will save America is an awakening unto God. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but not the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His name, it is forever and ever. The name that we utter on our lips, the name which bought us our salvation. Wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. And Jesus obtained his name legally. Honestly, he didn't steal it. There's a lot of identity theft going on in our world today. People try to steal others' identity. They want to use somebody else's name and power wrongly so they can get their possessions. Hopefully none of you have been a victim of identity theft. It's a terrible thing. But Jesus did not steal his identity. Jesus' name came to him three ways. It was bestowed upon him by the Father. He inherited it 
it from his father and he won it by conquest. Hallelujah. So let's look just for a few moments in the time we have left. His name was bestowed upon him. Bestowal means this. To present as an honor. Throughout the eons of time, there was a name that was kept in heaven to be conferred upon the one that would merit it. Jesus was the only one deserving of the name of our Redeemer, our Lord, our Savior, our Healer. It was bestowed upon him with honor because he paid the necessary price to earn that name. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Philippians chapter 2. Beautiful passage of scripture beginning in verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. And given him, in the New King James, it says, the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. Lift your hands with me and let's say it three times. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Lord. Praise his name. I love that Brother Copeland, he always ends his program with that. Jesus is Lord. This phrase here, highly Exalted. Strong says the phrase suggests an exaltation to the highest position. The root of this word, Greek word, can't say it right, H-U-R-P-E-R. Any, any help over there? Hooper. Oh, that sounds close enough. Hooper. And it literally means over. An elevation above all others. Hallelujah. Jesus' name is over all. Jesus is Lord over all. Three regions, three regions, heaven, earth, and hell. He's over all. He conquered them all. He's Lord. He's Lord of our lives. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Jesus is exalted above all else. God gave him a name, the name. Not just a name, the name that is above every other name. Is cancer a name? Is poverty a name? Is mental torment a name? Is anxiety a name? Well, Jesus' name is over, far above, over every other name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name is associated with healing, 
associated with deliverance. Whatever he is, is wrapped up in his name. You know, you and your name are one. If you see Pastor Mark setting up here, you don't look at Pastor Mark and think, oh, there's Bill Board. No, you think there's Pastor Mark. Because when you see him, you associate his name with him. When we see Jesus, we ought to associate all that he is, is wrapped up in that wonderful name. What do you need him to be? He's that. You need him to be your peace. You need him to be your guide. Oh, you need him to be your healer. It's all wrapped up in his wonderful name. And this verse said, this day is coming soon and very soon that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus is Lord. I'm glad that I've already made that decision. Nobody's going to have to force me. I've already made the decision to declare his lordship. I've already bowed my knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How about you? Glory be to God. God gave him this name before which every being in three realms would bow and confess. But then God also seated him in the highest place in the universe. He seated him at his own right hand and he made him to be the head over all things. Why did he do that? For what purpose? For the church, for the benefit of his body. Doesn't the Bible say that we are raised up together with him we're made to sit together with him in heavenly places and where is that seat far above far above all principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness so just remember where you're seated you're up there you're over You're above, far above with him. And where is the devil? He's down under our feet. So if you have a message for the devil and he just bring a torment and lies to your mind, just get yourself out a little Sharpie pen and write the message on the bottom of your foot. And say, devil, this is for you because I'm up here with him and you're down under my feet. So read this message and I'm walking on you in the name of Jesus. This message on my foot says you are defeated. This message on my foot says you are conquered. Hallelujah. You're a liar. Jesus whipped you. Whatever you need to say. Tell the devil where he belongs. And it's under your feet. And then in our last few minutes here, Jesus, his name was bestowed upon him. And he inherited his name. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 1 and 4. Through 4. 
God, who at sundry, at various times and in various ways, spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Verse 2. He has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. You want to know how the world keeps spinning, how this earth that we're on keeps being held up by the word of his power. If he can keep the world spinning and keep the earth and all of the orbit in place, don't you think he can pay your car payment? Hallelujah. All things are upheld by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has, look at those words, by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus' name is great. Jesus' name is the Son of the living God. He inherited it from his Father. And I like verse 3. Let me read that to you out of the Amplified. Verse 3. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being the outreign of radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. The sole expression, the perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature. You know, sometimes when a child is born, people say, whoa, you're the spitting image of your dad or your mom. Particularly when our oldest son was born, John. I was kind of, you know, babies have different looks, different faces and stuff, of course, when they're born. But when John was born, I was kind of like, whoa, he's got his dad's face on this little bitty body. (laughs) He was like stamped Thomas all over his little face. Nobody ever walked up to me. That knew Mark and said, uh, who's your daddy? When they looked at John, they were like, ah, we know who your daddy is. He was imprinted by his father. He was the express image of his father. And even though he looked just like his dad, he's his own person. No two people are alike. Even if you have identical twins, they have different Thumbprints and fingerprints. No two people are alike. But this says here, Jesus was the, was and is the express image. He mirrors exactly his father. The characteristics that he inherited from his father are evident in him. 
and he's in us. He inherited them from from his father God. Let me ask you a question. When do you get an inheritance? When you die or when someone else dies? What good would it do you to get an inheritance? You know, (laughs) when you already died and somebody said, oh, man, we should have told them before they died that they had this inheritance. Not going to do them any good then. We inherit or we're supposed to inherit our inheritance when somebody else dies and leaves us in their will. Well, guess what? Jesus died and he left us his inheritance. Jesus is the only person that I know of that not only died, but rose from the dead and made sure that we received that inheritance that he left us. Hallelujah. That we enjoy all that he has provided for us in his wonderful name. Amen. Let's all stand. And what we're going to do tonight as we close, we're going to honor his name just a little bit more. There is a cause for us to declare his name. There's a cause for us to magnify his name. There is a cause for us to kneel, bow our knees unto our Lord Jesus Christ. So what I want us to do, I want us just to worship Him. Just to magnify Him. If you've been going through some situations or you just want to wait upon the Lord, then I want to invite you just to come to the front. I love how our spiritual father used to say this, and I I experienced this growing up as well. Answers are at the altar. The word of God brings enlightenment and it helps us. But the greatest place that you're going to receive the help that you need is in him. It's just honoring his name, calling upon his name. If you need healing, you can come and you can just declare Jesus, you're my healer. If you need strength, you know, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. You come into his presence and just begin to say, I receive strength in the name of Jesus. You need peace. We already spoke that out, but maybe you didn't come forward yet. Come and just as we magnify him, as we worship.